Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about games. Board games. John Board D. games, yes. And sometimes food. I'm John D, and with me, as always, is... Hey, hey guys. It's, it's me, Jared, your best friend. Hello. So what are we talking about this week, Jared? Um, I forgot. Seriously? No, I'm looking at it right now. It's on the screen. I know. You even named the episode. I did. I put this. I put these four words right here. Uh-huh. Do you want me to read those four yes, words? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, it says, bad boys, bad boys. And then there's a hyphen. Cops and robbers. Cops and robbers. There's well, a hyphen, not a not parentheses. It's not yes. a parenthetical. It's a hyphenated yes. thing. And it's more more robbers than cops? It, it is. Sort of, yeah. It is. Uh, we did but the, just barely, though. Yeah. Well, because actually, it depends. It depends, because... One of these games, you could be either. True. So it's pretty balanced. I agree. So let's just jump right in there. Okay. And Burgle Brothers. Yes. So Burgle Brothers is from uh, Tim Fowers. Uh-huh. And it is a game where you are definitely the robbers. There's no option to not be. And you are trying to open safes on three different floors before the security guard catches you. And I assumed that that would be easy. It is not. And well, you know what happens when you assume, John D. Uh-huh. You I jump out of a window and uh, force me to lose. I did not force you to do anything. Mm. You got caught twice. Two different times. Yeah, because you were supposed to be disarming the trap. And what did you do instead? You climbed out the window. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Jared, how does the game play? Hold on, am I wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we were talking. I think we agreed that I was going to go out the window to do whatever it was I was going to do. But anyway, Jared, why don't you tell them a little bit about how gameplay works in, in Burgle Brothers? Yeah. So you have the, the floors of the building and they are, um, I don't know what size cards, whatever. Um, but you have three floors laid out. You have a stairs that you maybe know the location of. And then all the rest of the rooms, who knows? So there's rooms that are traps. There's rooms that are computers to disarm those traps. There are, uh, like, what's the word? It's not a mezzanine. It's the other thing when you have. It's just a room. Uh, no, no, like a glass. Oh. You've got, you've got the big glass ceiling that takes up two floors of the room of the of the building. I don't know the word for that. And and you can walk around it, but there's a huge column. That, I don't know. I don't remember because I'm not looking at the tiles. Maybe if I looked at the tiles, I could tell you what they are. Um but an atrium, that's yes. what it's called, because I looked yes. at the tiles. An atrium. <sighs> um, and there's also, like, safe rooms and vaults and stuff that you can steal stuff out of. Or. Or you can get caught. Or in, you can get caught. In the game. Because the, it's not programmed movement, but essentially you'll flip over a card and that's where the guard wants to go. He'll take the shortest path there. And once he gets there, you flip over another guard card and that tells you where the guard's going to go, and he moves around a lot. And so he moves out around faster, depending on what floor you're on. Yeah, you kind of know where he is. But it's not always easy to get out of his way. It is not. So, we did not make it past the second floor on our playthrough. That's correct. So, I assume we'll play it some more in the future, and perhaps be less successful or more so, hopefully. Hopefully more so. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Yeah. There is a really cool Burgle Brothers Tower that you can get from Deft Concepts. Oh, hold on. Let me play the music. I, I don't have it queued up. I'll have to put it in in post. Just pretend it's playing. Daft Concepts. For all of your gaming needs. 
no, seriously, they have a really cool um, tower that is specifically for Burgle Brothers. And it's that way you can play the 3D, play, play the game in 3D instead of just having the three floors just kind of laid out on your table. You have the three floors actually as three floors. Yeah. It's really cool. Which I think would be a, a better way to have the game. But anyway, yeah, there's, so there's a really cool tower that is the, like the box. It looks like a building and you're supposed to climb up it, get to the roof, escape with all your loot. Uh, or more likely, um, the guard catches you because you didn't plan ahead very far. You didn't plan ahead far enough, at least. And unfortunately, got caught. There's what, like 10 different characters? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine characters? Maybe 10 characters. I don't know. I, I am looking at the, the picture here. Uh, and they all have different powers. They all can do different things. Like the character that Johnny was playing as can, instead of using stairs, climb out the window, which. Um, to get to the different floors more quickly. Could have been helpful if we would have used it better. Or I don't if remember Jared what I was. Caught. Oh, I don't remember what character I was playing as. I don't either. Um, one thing I will say, the art is great. It's, Johnny, did you know this? That some of the art, I don't know what portion of the art, but the same artist that did the art for Gruff, Virginia Critchfield, did art for Burkle Bros. I would not have even known that looking at the art. It does I not look know. anything alike. I know. That's crazy. Like what, there are what some, range? Like there are some artists that you can, even if they're doing different styles, you can still kind of see their signature in art. Like um, I, I can almost always recognize like a Quan Chai art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but yeah, those I would not have, I would not have known that by looking at those two. What about games. the Ian O'Toole art? That's pretty much almost always the same, but not really. Yeah, it's really it, it's at least got some recognizable factors. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of his art is very. I don't know if it's Ian. I'm, I'm assuming it's Ian. Sorry if I've mispronounced your name, but yeah, you can almost always look at his art and be like, oh yeah, that looks, that looks right. That looks like what you would expect his art to look like. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I didn't have any issues with Burger Brothers. I liked it. Other than that we sucked at other than, it. Yeah. Other than, but I can. And the stickers. Oh, you complained oh about God. the stickers. So I hate putting stickers on stuff, especially tiny meeples whenever the stickers are almost the exact same size as the meeples. So it's really hard to get them on there right. So, hey, game publishers, how about you make the stickers slightly smaller than the meeples so it's easier to put them on there? Or. Or just screen print them. Yeah. Which I realize is not always possible. Right. But it's super nice when they are. I hate stickers. Um, but I, I totally understand now why people like Burger, Burgle Brothers so much. It's a really great game. You can just call it Burger Brothers. I know Burger that you want Brothers. to. Your tongue wants to say burger. It does. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about the game uh, other than... Then we suck at it. Yeah, other than we did a really bad job. That we did. Um, yeah, they all have different powers, which I think would help with replayability. And I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say here, but the fact that the characters all have different powers is obviously a good thing if, and this is a big if, if you use those powers wisely. With great asynchronous powers comes great. So I feel like that would something. be the case with any game with characters with powers. Is yeah, that well, we you didn't want do to that. use them wisely. Yeah, but we didn't. Well, because we suck at the game. Obviously. We're yeah. not good thieves. 
No. No. We've established that through this through all of the games we've played for this episode. We uh, are not good thieves. Now, hang on. But you know, we're not good cops either. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that. That's all we have to say about Burgle Bros from Tim Fowers. Uh, what is it like? Two to f- two to four players. One to four players because there's a solo four. mode. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So one to four players. I think it plays okay at two. It probably would play better at three or four. It's possible we wouldn't have lost. Um, yeah. If we had three or four, but or we may have lost sooner. Who knows? It's true because the guard could have caught more, had more players to the catch. The guard totally would have caught Jeremy. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely fair. We played Stop Thief, the 2017 Restoration yes. Games version. It's very important that we specify. Yes. So this one uses an app for the thief movement. If you're playing in the co-op mode, anyway. Um, but the app is used. Well, it uses an app for all the. Yeah, moves. it uses yeah. an app for all the moves. It's a. Uh, Basically, you're you're in this case, you're the police and you're trying to catch or stop the thieves. So Stop Thief was originally a game from 1974 that used like. All right. You you know, Dream Phone, right? You know that the game Dream Phone. I do. So it it had this phone that was what you would use for that instead of using an app. Right. It had like an electronic crime scanner. It was basically the phone from from Dream Phone. And that's that's how all the stuff happened. You'd punch in the numbers and it would right, react right. to that. Uh, I think doing it through an app is a much. Obviously, much more modern solution, but also a much more elegant solution because you can yeah. program logic into that versus just like it's always going to be the same game because the phone is 1970s technology. <laughs> right, right. I, I really liked it. Um, we, we started out by playing the cooperative mode. And I have to say the cooperative mode was way too easy. So, I mean, I liked it, but definitely was too easy. I would not, I would say if you're going to play the game, then, you know, maybe play your very first game on the cooperative mode because it gives you a really good idea of how the game works. And then never play the cooperative mode again. And play. <laughs> no, hold on. Play the one versus many or the or the competitive mode. Hold on. No, no. The the cooperative was fine. We just really easy. It was it, it just was really easy. But I don't know if that was because we were just out thinking the thing and I got think lucky. Because it was really easy. Well, we're not that smart. Hey, now. Anyway, I was told I posted about this on my Instagram and Restoration Games said that they have um, something new coming out in October. Uh, the, uh, co-op thieves coming in October that they said should make things more challenging. So maybe wait till October to play the co-op mode again. Hmm. So we also played the one versus many and I chose to be the, to, to program the thief and it, because I knew that I would stink at the game anyway, so I figured if I'm not trying to catch the thief, then I had a better chance of winning. And I was right. I did win as the thief. I think I drove everybody else crazy because I kept doing things like walking around in circles. But it too, at the beginning when I was walking around in circles, it's because I didn't... Yeah, you forgot where you were. It's, no, it's not that I forgot where I was. So the board was oriented differently than what I was seeing on the phone. So I thought I was somewhere completely different than where I was until the first time you guys found me. And then I, then I figured out where I was. So I, everything I did up to that point was completely unintentional because I thought I was somewhere else. That's the correct strategy, John. Do 
Yeah. Um, that's called the fumble wild card strategy. <laughs> yeah, fumble through it. Well, I don't know where I am, so they sure can't. Well, yeah, it worked. <sighs> Did it, though? I won. Um, so this game also, all the characters have different powers, but... Um, yeah, for a competitive mode, which I think probably would be really fun. We have not had a chance to yeah. play it yet, so I can't really comment on whether or not it is fun. But f- just from looking at the different abilities on the different character cards and stuff, I think it would really be a uh, fun playthrough. And it's definitely on our list of things to play in the future. Yeah, and we'll give you an update on that uh, because I do plan on uh, playing this some more. Definitely. It was fun. Whether or not John D plays it with me or not. I will play it with you, but yeah. you're not honor bound to only play it with me. That's true. Well, okay, Johnny. So, oh, there's there's the cat noises that you wanted. Um, what? You you obviously are interested in playing this game again. If you had to say one bad thing about it, what would you say? I know what I would say. I hate the subways. Yeah, the subways could have been done differently, I think, or just not been there at all. So the subways let you teleport around from the center of the map to the corners of the map. Um, When the CPU did that, we kind of hedged our bets and we had a 50-50 chance of catching it. But because there were so many of us human players, those odds actually increased a lot. Right. Because you could could get a tip on where they are and the tip would be a, a number. You could do that in one versus many as well. You could, but it was less useful because you you then knew what we were doing and what we were thinking and juked us by going the opposite direction. Whereas the computer was like, okay, I'm going to move to this space. And then we went, okay, well, it's one of these two spaces. On my turn, you check this one and it has to go that way. So on your turn, you check the one that's there. Right. Because yeah. if it's not this one, then it had to have been this one. And the computer is going to go here because that's what it's programmed to do. So the subways, I think, actually made it easier for us to catch because it teleported it to a specific place, which then we knew where it was versus, oh, it's in. We know it's in this building, but we don't know where in this building it is. Right. I only knew I only actually used the subway once when I was using when I was doing. That's true. And then we knew exactly where you were. Yeah, totally. You totally did. I don't know. It's a good game. I am definitely I like interested in, in this new mode that they're working on. Yeah. Definitely want to see that. For sure. So uh, moving on to another um, game where you are trying to stop the bad guys. Yeah, I have a lot to complain about. This is one of my favorite games, but I have a lot to complain about unrelated to the this product. Okay, if you're going to complain about the lack of expansions. Then... Um, that's sort of what I'm going to complain about. Okay, but anyway, it's Police Precinct. Police Precinct. From, yeah. Um, some, I can picture... Common Man Games. Common Man Games. It's little glasses in their logo. Mm-hmm. So this game's been out for, for quite a while. And when it first came out, it was pretty popular as far, as far as I am aware. And it still probably has quite the cult following. Yeah. I think it's a great game. It is ridiculously hard to win. So the first time that John D played this game was at Origins 2014, I think, because we were hanging out at the, uh, the mm-hmm. in the library room. First time I ever played it was at our local, our friendly local game store. Oh. Hmm. You, I think you grabbed it when we were in the Origins library, and then we decided it was going to take too long, and we were getting hungry, and we ended up going to the gross Waffle House. Uh, awful House. Yeah, the Awful Waffle. Um, okay, well, uh, that story aside... 
uh, I, I do remember that Johnny was like, "Why do you have this dumb police game? What this this is stupid." Well, Why I didn't know. This? I didn't. First of all, at that point, didn't know your your record of picking generally good games to play, and I also had not figured out you had this thing for this this you for at the time what was a weird theme. Like, there's a lot more police type and rescue type games now, but it, there weren't as many at that point. And you yeah. always always key into games that have weird themes. And I didn't know that at the time. So you come up with this police game and I'm like, seriously, but it is a great game and Mm -hmm. I own it and Jared owns it. And I think another friend of ours in our gaming group owns it. And it's ridiculously hard that that is both a good thing and a bad thing for the game. I would say, cause you know, it's hard. So you want to keep playing so you can win next time, but it's, really hard to win and if you play with more players it's harder yeah if you play with more players then you can add the dirty cop so all right let's get into this so police precinct it's a cooperative or if you're playing with the dirty cop it's semi-cooperative um think like battlestar galactica yeah so you have to solve a murder but the rest of the crime that's happening in the city it's still happening so there's gangs that are forming there's uh everything from gas leaks that for some reason the police have to deal right, with. Right, that was my complaint was the gas leak. I mean, shouldn't it be the gas company dealing with the gas leak? I mean, I guess well, the, the police, police will be blocking yeah. the area off. So, f- sure, fine. Um, but most of what you're going to be doing is like, okay, there's someone robbing this bank or there's a, a, a traffic, a traffic yeah. accident. Or someone's stolen a car. Uh, a gang's forming. Yeah. The, the crux of the gameplay here is dice which is never good. I love dice games. (laughs) And you know I love dice games. So what you'll do is you'll move around the city, you uh, deal with the accidents, the, the, what are they called? The incidents? Incident cards? Yes. And whatever the difficulty, like say the difficulty is a five. Well, all the police characters have different stats. So you might be better at dealing with actually arresting people. I might be better with investigating uh, Jeremy might be better at dealing with traffic wrecks. So whatever stat you have in that, you'll roll that many dice, and mm-hmm. you have to beat whatever the difficulty number is. So people can help you. Yeah, you can by get giving helped. you cards that that let you roll more dice. You can spend donuts to increase your dice rolls. Yes, I love that about that. I think it's hilarious that the the. It's not so much the money, it's the reward thing and the upgrade thing in the game. I mean, so, it is the currency because you spend of, yeah. it to So to it's do donuts. Um, you also, and this is, this is what the whole point of the game is, you also have to investigate this murder. So you canvas the area, you look for the murder weapon, you have to go get the forensics done for the, for the autopsy, mm-hmm. you have to talk to witnesses and put together enough information that when it is time and this murderer appears as one of the gangsters in one of the gangs, you have enough evidence to go arrest him and put him away. Right. And, and that sounds easy, but you only have a certain number of rounds to do it. And the more players you have, the less rounds you have to do it. And there's a lot of things that you have to find in order to be able to solve the murder. There's a lot. Yes. And along with everything else that's going on in the town. So you have to like, it's, it's a really tough balancing act. And if you don't deal with the other stuff that's going on around town, you're going to lose. Um, some of the incidents have different categories. Like if there's ever two traffic accidents on the board at the same time. One of them becomes an emergency. If there's ever two robberies, 
then one of them is 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 an emergency. And you can only have one thing that's an emergency out at a time. So if you've got two wrecks out already and a second robbery happens, that traffic accident goes away. And I guess thematically goes, people died or something. Yeah. Um, and your, your, your lose meter goes up. I don't know what it's called the crime tracker, but mechanically, if you screwed it gets, up as a cop and things got worse in town, yeah, it gets too far. You lose. Now I got to get to the negative stuff, which is not about this game. So in 2017, they were supposed to release, well, supposed to, we are planned. not getting into this. I, Kickstarter I'm just going to, I'm just going to very oh briefly God. go into this. John D it was planned that there would be a season two, Big box expansion. Sometimes companies end up just not. It's not like they made a, a Kickstarter and then didn't fulfill I it. I was personally promised this. Get over it. But Johnny, it doesn't fit in the box. The contents don't fit in the box. Mine fit in my box just fine. Okay. Do you have everything? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Still, get over mm-hmm. it. You're not getting an expansion. It's not I know. happening. They have to do, they're doing a legacy version. Supposedly. Now. Although that's a rumor as well. No, it's on their website. It's still, if it's you not go happening. to the common man games website and you look at the information that says like season two is indefinitely on hold while we develop the legacy game. It's not happening. But the season two content, as far as I understand, was basically done. You're not getting a legacy game and you're not getting, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to do it. They're doing a dice game. They're doing a dice version. And I honestly don't believe, I, honestly, at this point, they've waited so long that there's not, I, I don't see a Kickstarter actually being able to happen at this point because it's been too long and there are other games out there. People have moved on. They've waited too long. Well, maybe, maybe not. We'll let them, we, we, I will personally allow them <laughs> to do the, the dice game that they're doing. I mean, I do like dice games. And then we'll see. Uh, it's a good game, though. So it is. It is a very good game. It's a fantastic game. If you can get a copy of it, uh, do it. Get get. It. I, I like this game a super whole lot, and the only thing that I don't like is that I don't have more of it. Yeah. So if there's anything to take away from that rant, um, give me more. Give me more of this game, because it's great, and I love it. It is a good game. It's for one to six players, although... I. I, I think the sweet spot is four. If you have more than that, you really need to have the dirty cop introduced. Yes. And I can't speak to that because I have only tried that once. And I don't know enough about how that particular mode works to have an opinion on it. That's fair. It was, I mean, at some point someone just starts tanking the investigation and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Battlestar Galactica, but less backstabby, I think. Okay. You know, we said it was more thief than, but I think it's more cops than thieves. Um, so Chronicles well, of Crime. Two, two that are straight up thievey games. Uh huh. One that's a beat cop. One that's a detective game, and then you've got the one that is either cops or robbers, depending on what mode you're playing. So it's pretty even. There's definitely two cops, definitely two robbers, and then there's that one that's like, well, it depends on what mode you're playing. Which one was that? Stop Thief. Oh, yeah. Because you, you can play it either, either, either as robbers yeah. or as... True. So moving on to Chronicles of Crime. Uh, this one has been on my radio, radar for a really long time uh, because so many people have just been raving about the game. And it's been on my radio. What? You, you said it's been on my radio radar. I Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Anyway... 
I'd heard a lot of good things about the game. A lot of people really love the game. You hear somebody mentions it and you, there's almost always somebody nearby that'll go, oh, I love that game. So Chronicles of Crime from Lucky Duck Games. I liked it. I definitely want to play it again. I, there were some things that I could definitely complain about, though. Yeah. Um, the first of being, the, it's, it's an app-dependent game. And you ha- it has this thing set up to where you look at the stuff you need to look at. And it does this countdown. It only lets you look at it for a certain amount of time. And then you have to like pass it to the other players so they can look at the stuff, too. And... That was just really annoying. And apparently there's a way to like stream to other devices. Yeah, we couldn't figure that out, though. Uh, we didn't try real hard, but. Well, it, you, you I was, press the screen and it gives it says, what IP address do you want to cast this to? And it's like, I uh, I don't know. Like maybe we'll next time we'll play, we'll cast it. Like I've had several people say they cast it like to an to an iPad or something mm. and then have the iPad sitting on the table so everybody can see. That would be better. And I think that would have been a lot better than what we did. Because there was a lot of just... We used your broken phone. Yeah, we did. Um, well, and we did a lot of just sitting there while other players were yes, looking at stuff. and I hated the, the amount of downtime that this game has, where, like, one person is uh, doing the investigation at the location, and they're looking at a phone, and everyone else is just like, well... Yeah, like, that's I, Tell a us what me. you see. It's just sitting there while other people are looking at the screen. And so, I, I'm, and don't get me I wrong. I was very bored by that, yeah. by that part of the game. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like the game. I definitely want to play it more, but we'll have to do that we part will have differently to do it to a different display in order because, to keep us all engaged yeah it, it was like okay all right johnny look around what do you see yeah like okay we, cool i'm gonna sit here while you t- say like oh i see a cake on the floor and uh there's a blue dot on the ceiling where they didn't sh- stitch the skybox together correctly yeah so i think i think next time we play we'll definitely stream to a screen that we can all see because i think that will make it a lot better because then we're all kind of like where the cops the detectives or whatever in the room at yeah. the same time. And we can discuss what we're seeing instead of just sitting there while somebody else is looking at the screen. So without going too much into it, because obviously this is, this is a game that you don't want to give spoilers to. Right. Which we want. Yes. Um, essentially what you do is you start your investigation. You've been told like, Oh, someone's been murdered or there's been something stolen or, or what have you. You start off with a few clues that, that they give you. And a couple locations, you go to those locations through the app, um, and those locations are represented on the board, and you can meet people there that you have to talk to through the app. Which you do by scanning uh, QR codes. And you just have to piece together the solution to this. And and while I, some of you are probably thinking, why just why not just go everywhere and talk to everybody? That is because every time you go somewhere, every time you talk to another person, that lengthens the, the makes the length of your investigation longer. And I believe at some there's point there's a time limit. There's a time limit on on the whether it be the murderer gets away or yeah. the thief gets away, whatever whatever the scenario is, you you'll lose if you spend too much time investigating. Right. And and I mean, have you seen Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> so. I liked the game. I just definitely think we need to have a better solution next time for a shared screen. Yes. yes. But it was fun. I, I I think if we'd had the shared screen, I think we all would have been a little bit more invested in solving the crime. I think so. But since we w- weren't, we were getting bored while other people were looking at it. And suddenly we, just got, we were just like, okay, let's just go solve the crime. Do we know the answer? No, but let's just end the game. Yeah. And I think it's because we are honestly getting bored in between like those phone passes and so I'd look at the phone and then my husband will look at it. And then by the time it gets Jared, he'd be like, I don't even care. 
So it was there's just too much downtime with that. Um, now, one thing that I think is cool, and I would have to actually mess around with this and see if this is actually cool if I just think it's cool. You can make your own scenario. Yeah, I do think that's really interesting. So other people, obviously you wouldn't want to make a scenario for yourself because then you'd know. But right. you could theoretically make a scenario, upload it to wherever it gets uploaded to, and other people could download it, I guess. Right. So I think it sounds that's, that's cool. cool. In, um, unless it's all low quality garbage. Like I play a lot of Mario Maker and in theory, the ability to make your own Mario level and share it with the world sounds really cool. In practice, it's all super low quality, hot garbage, awful, awful, awful well, a levels. A lot of it's probably made by children. Maybe. Who knows? It, that doesn't mean that it's, that's not a good enough excuse, right. John D. I, 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 somehow I don't see a lot of children making Chronicles of Crime, but it doesn't make them, doesn't mean it's going to be any better. Right. Uh, I also felt like the art was a little weird. Uh, super gross and creepy. I hated the art. I didn't hate it, but it like so, every every time we met a person, it was they all looked dead. Like uh, none of them oh, looked yeah. like they were still alive. Their coloring was like, I don't know if they like. I don't know if the artist was going for some like weird noir. I think uh, I think I mean it was very coloring. much a, a choice that was made. But then what was weird if you looked at the quote unquote character cards, which I do kind of have a complaint about that as well. But the character cards were done in a more cartoony style, so. They didn't match. I don't know if it was two different artists so that did here's, that. So here's what I think is going on. Because every single one of the people that you meet can theoretically be the bad guy, the bad guy yeah. or a dead body or... Right. They, they kind of had to make it look like it could be all of those things. So when you look into the the character cards and you're like, okay, this guy kind of looks like a, a, dead, a dead, gross guy. Danny DeVito character. <laughs> well, okay. It could be a dead guy. <laughs> Right. If if the scenario requires that that card be a dead guy, you can be like, yep, that's the dead guy. Or, yep, that guy absolutely is the murderer. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate the art. I did. I just thought it was real weird. It's just real gross looking. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. But other than that, I mean, I liked the game. I'll definitely be playing it some more. Yeah. I mean, there, I, the maximum player count is it's one to four players. Um, honestly, one or two. I think because if you're playing with a full yeah. load and you have that, the app is just so much downtime, but if it's two players, you can have one person looking for clues in the app and the other person pulling the cards to match those clues out. Right. Uh, we and, had, and it might work better. So much downtime. Like I said, it might work better with, with all of us. If we try streaming to like my iPad, um, definitely worth trying at some point in the future. Yeah. So yeah. Chronicles of crime. I know there are a lot of, I think there are already several expansions for it, like many expansions and stuff. I do not own any of those. Yeah, it comes so. with five in the game, but then you can get more through the app. Well, and then there's one that's unlocked the by the VR one. glasses. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do have the VR glasses. Um, it, they just couldn't be used with my phone because my phone's a, a, a big phone instead of like a normal size phone. And the glasses are designed for like a smaller screen. We all have the Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. Yes. And uh, also, John D's screen is broken, so the the I don't think the 3D effect would have worked as well. Probably not, no. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from that to one where you're straight up thieves is uh, the Mansky Caper from Calliope Games. Or if you're that one guy that we know that doesn't know anything, Calliope. 
that's what he that's what he called it when he saw the booth at Gen Con. He said Calliope, and I was like, oh, wow. I'm not going to correct you because I think it's real funny that you think it's that, and I want to wow. hear you call it that more. Okay. Well, Calliope Games it is. <laughs> but they made a game called Mansky Caper, where you are a bunch of thieves, and you are looting a house, and there are safes in all the different houses, but there are also booby traps. Yeah, so like when John D says you're looting safes, these are legitimately 3D punch safes. board safes that yeah. you have to pull Draw tokens, tokens out, out of. of. Yeah, it, and which I really, I think the 3D uh, aspect is really cool. I think if it didn't have that, it would be a very bland, boring, just generic, who cares game. But because it has that tactile feedback of you actually opening the safe and taking stuff out, I honestly think that's half of the game right there. Like, that's half of the appeal. If you see that on the table, it looks cool. Uh, Johnny took some pictures. I don't know what she's going to do with them. I posted one on our Instagram. Oh, well, I don't follow us on Instagram, but if you do, then you saw that picture. So I, I, this was the second time I've played it. I've played it with more players and I felt that it was a little bit more enjoyable with four players. The two player version has a dummy player built in and it also removes a kind of a backstabby mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I remember that I enjoyed the game a lot more when I played it with more players than I did when we played it with a dummy player. It was still fun. I don't have any real complaints about the game at all. Um, it just, with just two players, I just kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to move over here and I'm going to do this thing and now I'm done. And now I'm going to move over here and do this thing. There, there wasn't a lot to it with just two players. Um, and I, Want to answer your question from earlier, from before we were recording? Uh, you can get wooden safes. Yes, wooden three D safes. Yes, for it. from the broken token. Ah. They make replacements for the the cardboard ones that are in the game. If you play this a lot, those safes are going to get messed up. The tops are going to break off. But you can get wooden ones from broken token. So, I don't know. if you if you're into that. Yep, and I like the art in Mansky Caper. It's it's car- it's just cartoony enough that that uh, it's really cool to look at. The rooms are all you know cliche rooms, and they they're drawn to be very like, cliche uh, rich people house. Like, like oh yeah, what's the story of this game, Jondi? Oh man, I don't remember. Oh, do you really not remember? I really don't remember. All right, so uh, the the richest gangster in town, Al Mansky, has left town, and. Your job is to go into his ill-gotten safe full of ill-gotten treasures and steal from him. Uh, All the safes say Mansky Safe Corporation. I don't know how he, as a gangster, also has a legitimate safe business. That seems... That's his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's his brother's. It just seems like we're like, hmm, Al Capone also makes safes. Well, that would make a lot of sense because then he can break into him super easy. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting, John D. I know. It's his brother's company that has it's mm. brother's, but you know he's still yeah. in on the company. Yeah, so. sure, why not? Uh, this is I, I found this out based on an old computer game. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's in the very back page of the rule book. Interesting. Yeah, it actually is kind of interesting. All of the characters are kind of the cliche like nineteen twenties mobster style characters. Yes. I think there's like a Jimmy the Nose or something. Um, and they all have abilities that 
we didn't end up using them much in our game, but in the game that I played with more people, we actually used the favor tokens a lot. And the favor tokens you give to other players to be able to use their character's special ability, which some of those special abilities are really helpful. Yeah, so you can't use your own... You cannot. Somebody has to give you a favor token to use it. You, you have a special ability, but you, you do not get to choose to use it somehow. Correct. Does. So uh, I, re I like the game. I don't have any complaints. It's not going to be like the very top of my list of games that I'm going to want to always play, but I definitely would play it again. I would, I mean, well, I already have played it twice. Yeah, it's true. So. I thought it was a pretty solid game. Me too. Um, but yeah, I would very much be interested in a full player count game because I think it would, yeah. it would be a lot with, more interesting. I believe it was three players when I played it. I would like to see it with the full i think it's four players six is the six. Oh, yeah. oh i would love six players i think it would be really fun it would be yeah. very competitive at six it would be and i think that would make it a lot of fun a lot so, a lot of use of those uh the favor tokens you would have to be using a lot the favor of tokens and you would be stealing from people and i think that a six player game would be fantastic i would be interested in joining it sometime yep we will have to try that wow we, we really just blazed through that but the reason that we did is because um so we said at the beginning of the year we were not doing a 10 by 10. Uh, it's it's too much of a commitment the for is, some people. I have too many games. So even if there's a game I really, really like, it's hard to get myself to play it 10 times because there's so many new games coming out and there's so many games in my collection yeah. I haven't played that it's really hard to play one game 10 times. I mean, I could, I could continue to do what I've done every year for the past few years and make a 10 by 10 and play but then, nine of the games... Right. And we Nine were just times. putting them on, it got to a point where we were just putting games on our 10 by 10 list because we knew we could get them done fast rather than putting things on there that we really wanted to play. Yeah. So I think at the beginning of the year, I said I was going to do a play at least 100 games challenge this mm -hmm. year. So I've been tracking my, we've both been tracking our progress and we're tracking it a little bit differently, but that's fine because well, you know these are all for yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to keep. You're just tracking an extra thing. Yes. So I am counting both how many games I've played and also how many of them are unique games. And after I hit 100 on both, I'm still going to keep going because I want to see where I get by the end of the year. But here we are pretty much at the halfway mark of the year. And I have played 93 games and 73 unique games. Uh, I'm at 81 and I didn't calculate the other thing because I didn't look. Right. But uh, it's, it's less of a number. Right, right. I can assure you that it is, in fact, a lower number. <laughs> but, you know, I, I am halfway through the year. I'm definitely going to hit that 100. So I feel com fairly confident in saying that maybe by the end of the year, I'll, get, I'll hit 200. Uh, I guess I could theoretically figure it out. Um, all right. So I played that one two times during that period. So that's we're at 80. Oh, and then this is. Um, yeah, I could figure it out. Uh, well, maybe by the time we do our end of the year update, you can oh, figure I'll, out I'm sure I will. how many unique games you have played. Yeah. I just thought it would be interesting to track that. So I've been tracking mine. I have like a checklist in OneNote on my phone. So when I play a game, I just put it on there. And there's a few games that I've played a bunch of times that I only counted once because like it's not fair. To, there's a game that I play every time, I, almost every time I'm at conventions, maybe more than one time. And oh, it's mm -hmm. called Teach You. Mm -hmm. It's like a ladder climbing game. And I just don't feel like it's fair to keep counting that because I play it a lot. So, so here's here's a question, Johnny. If you were a Magic the Gathering player and you went to a tournament and let's say you played nine games of Magic the Gathering at that tournament, mm -hmm. 
Would you count nine games of Magic the Gathering? Me personally, no. You would count one? Yes. Okay. Or any trading card game. Yeah. I, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I mean, because I only counted Tissue once for the year because I know I'm going to play it a bunch okay. and yeah, it's a game, but... It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I really like it, but it's I... It's not like Time's Up that isn't... It's a really, isn't really super entirely fun entirely yeah, a game, yeah. but it's... it's yeah, I mean, Teach You is definitely a game, and there's a, there's a lot of strategy to it because you can know how to play and still be terrible at it. Yeah, so, that's true. Like me. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You, you haven't played it. I've played Teach You. Have you? Yeah. Well, we need to all play it at some point mm. um, for a future episode, maybe. Uh, mm. I really like Teach You. It's a lot of the people in the board game industry play it, and so there's a lot of Teach You playing at night when convention exhibit halls are closed. And it's I like it. Well, anyway... Um, we're not talking about teach you games right now. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've played 93 games, 93 games of teach you. Yes. Yes. I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, I think we're doing pretty well and, uh, we can move on to Kickstarter. Great. Let's just blast our way through this too. Uh, okay. So which one do you want to do first? You want to save the best for last? Yes. All right. Let's just put this one up front. Um, there is a game that fits into the theme of this episode that I think looks kind of cool. But I'm definitely on the fence about it. It's called Dig Your Way Out. It's a fast-paced strategy board game where players compete to be the first to break out of prison. That sounds cool. The components look reasonable. The art is super weird. Yeah, it's um, it's in British money, but it, it's equivalent to uh, just under $40. So it's not... Super expensive. It's not British money. It's in EU money. Whatever. I don't. I don't know how it's fake a, money. I only know freedom dollars. It's a French game, and it's approximately thirty-seven freedom bucks, plus shipping. Okay. Um. But yeah, it 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 looks cool. The art is really weird. Like it's for me that art. Prison's is... gross place, Jondi. They make wine in the toilet. Yeah, the art on this one is a turnoff for me. Hmm. Hmm. Like there, there's like a chick that's all like uber muscular and yeah. John, have you been to prison? The dude has, I like, mean, I haven't, so I don't know, but I've watched TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the art. I don't, I'm not loving the art on this one. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, so here's how the game works. Um, you have to get tools that you use to, um, dig your way out of prison. You can combine items together. You can, uh, like, okay, let's see here. So they've got, like, a duct tape shiv. We've got some scissors and some duct tape, and you can make it into, a like, a, a shiv, I guess. Um, and, John D., you're going to love this. Do you know what the currency is in this game? Donuts. No. Cigarettes. Of course. That makes <laughs> sense. It comes with... Cigarette tokens. Uh, I don't smoke. I don't condone smoking. I think it's it's yucko. But it makes sense to use this currency in this game. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go with a cliche prison theme, you should go all the way cliche prison theme. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Can you make can you make wine in the toilet in this? I'm sorry, the turlet. Um, so, yeah, you can improvise your your weapons. You can craft things. You can buy things with cigarettes. It seems real cool, but I would actually need to sit down and watch all these gameplay videos to make a decision. Right. 
I probably will lean towards it unless I see something that I just really, really dislike about the way that it plays. And if you back it, then I'll end up playing it. Yeah, the rules are available in English and French um, for, for download. And there's also a print and play that you can get to try it out right now if you're into print and plays. So, uh, you know, check it out. We'll put a link on the episode notes on our website. And then... And then... And then... So, uh, you heard us talk recently about a game from Flying Lemur Game Studio. Uh, It's a party game called Paraphrase Songs in Other Words, which is currently up on Kickstarter now and will be running until sometime, I think, mid-July. And it is already funded, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Both Jared and I are backers. Yep. Did you do the... um... The level where you... Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Did you? No. Ah. Only three people have done that. I see that. And and they that level won't work if they don't have 27 backers on. Right. You should totally do it, Jared. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I want to commit that much. I wouldn't probably commit that much if I wasn't a big supporter of the company. That's fair. That's fair. I'm a big supporter of this game. But... I love this game. I thought it was really fun. And when we get it, whether or not I actually get to do the guest DJ thing... Uh, I will definitely be showing the game to lots of people. Yeah. And I'm really excited about all the different packs that are going to come that you can get with the game. Uh, the very, the very small, like core is 80s songs, mm-hmm. but there are lots of other packs. Yeah. That there's you can the get 70s, the 90s, the 2000s. There's a country one. There's mixtape, which uh, is just a random I would say selection. it's a conglomerate, yeah, because that's what mixtapes were. And then there's the guest DJ pack that um, maybe will get made. I-, I hope so. I hope it does, too. I'm excited. The dope. There's the dope 2000s. Yeah, and I guess um, full disclosure here, uh, we ended up with a prototype that we took with us to Geekway to the West, and we shot a video uh, that's featured on the Kickstarter page. So, it is. Um, not a sponsor. We're not getting any money or anything. But no, I just we wanted just to really disclose. like the game, and we're very much behind this company. And um, the game, I believe, for anybody on the East Coast, I believe there will be an event for the game at Dexcon over Fourth of July weekend. Well, there you go. And I, Oh, and Flying Lieber, Rick, will be showing off the game at Dice Tower Con over Fourth of July weekend in Florida as well. Two events at the same time? Yes. Why do they schedule these things like this? Well, I don't know. Maybe because I'm helping them at Dexcon, so I'm going to show them. But anyway, uh, so yeah, if you're in the area of either one of those conventions, then you can give the game a try. But even if you're not, because it is 4th of July weekend and all, you should still go back to the game because it's a lot of fun. And it's a game that you could get playing with your parents, uh, with friends that aren't into like gaming gaming because it's just like a lot of fun you sit around you don't have to be great at music you don't have to be like a music whiz to be able to enjoy the game because if you're playing with somebody like jared who knows almost every song in the, on the planet and can name them once somebody names those songs then you can get all excited and like oh i know that song and sing it or you know who sings it and call that out and you get extra points for doing those things so as we've talked about in the past um yep, got that computer computer dj brain and I really like the minimalist art that they've done in the game. They've left it very open to, I mean, I think the art is really cool. It's, it's cool. It's fun colors, but it's not like over the top for a game like this. So Yeah, that's fair. So we say back this one. Definitely. 
Yep, and I'll have a link to that on uh, the episode notes as well. Like, like always. Yep, yep. So, anyway, you have any you have any closing comments? Any remarks? Any anything for the record? Until next time. Until next time, Johnny. You can eat chit and dice. Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.